0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles Daily Reading Conference Call. We read from the text of a Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link atop uh, to read A Course in Miracles, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same drop-down, there's an option to subscribe to have both the daily text reading and the lesson for the day sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from 9.15 to 10.45 or 10.50 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 26, The Transition, with two sections. Section 5, where sin has left, and Section 6 the little hindrance we're also mindful of our lesson today lesson 279 creations freedom promises my own and by way of opening this morning uh, this poem from Hafiz uh, just sings to my heart and I hope you like it it's called come dance with me every child has known God Not the God of names, not the God of don'ts, not the God who ever does anything weird, but the God who knows only four words and keeps repeating them, saying, Come dance with me. Come dance. And because it's so short and impactful, I'll say it again. Every child has known God, not the God of names, not the God of don'ts, not the God, whoever does anything weird, but the God who knows only four words and keeps repeating them, saying, come dance with me. Come dance. From Huffies. Amen. Thank you. Wow, oh, that was so
1: sweet. Thank you, Lori. Oh, thank you, Lori. Now I know why I like to dance. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wow.
0: Really that was amazing. Great. love it. Thank you. Well, how's that for Creation's Freedom? Okay, my friends, here's our reading list. We have Fran, Yvonne, Robin Marie, Diana, Donna, Lemoyne, and Jessica. And we're joined in listening this morning by Ida and Harrison and Micah. And who else has joined us that would like to say good morning or be on the reading list?
2: Good morning, it's Karen. I can read. Thanks, Karen. Good morning.
3: Good morning, everybody. I can listen.
0: <laughs> good morning, Judy. Okay, long reading, so here we go. In chapter 26 the transition with section 5 beginning with paragraph 25 forgiveness is this world's equivalent of heaven's justice it translates the world of sin into a simple world where justice can be reflected from beyond beyond the gate behind which total lack of limits lies nothing in boundless love could need forgiveness and what is charity within the world gives way to simple justice past the gate that opens into heaven no one forgives unless he has believed in sin and still believes that he has much to be forgiven forgiveness thus becomes the means by which he learns he has done nothing to forgive forgiveness always rests upon the one who offers it until he sees himself as needing it no more and thus is he returned to his real function of creating which his forgiveness offers him again? Our friend Section five: Where sin has left paragraph 25 Forgiveness is this world's equivalent of heaven's justice. It translates the world of sin into a simple world where justice can be reflected from beyond the gate behind which total lack of limits lies nothing is boundless love could not could need nothing is boundless love could need forgiveness and what is charity within the world gives way to simple justice past the gate that opens into heaven no one forgives unless he has believed in sin and still believes that he has much to be forgiven forgiveness thus becomes the means but which he learns he has done nothing to forgive forgiveness also forgiveness always rests upon the one who offers it until he sees himself as needing it no more and thus as he returned to his real function of creating which his forgiveness offers him again <coughs> 26 forgiveness turns the world of sin into a world of glory wonderful to see. each flower shines in light And every bird sings of the joy of heaven there is no sadness and there is no parting here for everything is totally forgiven and what has been forgiven must join for nothing stands between to keep them separate and apart the sinless must perceive that they are one for nothing stands between to push the other off and in the space which sin left Vacant do they join as one, in gladness recognizing what is part of them has not been kept apart and separate. Thank you, Fran. And Devon.
1: Thank you, Laurie. Forgiveness turns the world of sin into a world of glory. Wonderful to see. Each flower shines in light and every bird sings of the joy of heaven. There is no sadness, and there is no parting here, for everything is totally forgiven. And what has been forgiven must join, for nothing stands between to keep them separate and apart. The sinless must perceive that they are one, for nothing stands between... Oh. Did I read that? No, I didn't. Okay, sorry. The sinless must perceive that they are one, for nothing stands between to push the other off. And in the space which sin left vacant, do they join as one. In gladness, recognizing what is part of them has not been kept apart and separate. The holy place on which you stand is but the space that sin has left. And here you see the face of Christ arising in its place. Who could behold the face of Christ and not recall his father as he really is? Who could fear love and stand upon the ground where sin has left a place for heaven's altar to rise and to tower far above the world and reach beyond the universe to touch the heart of all creation? What is heaven but a song of gratitude and love and praise by everything created to the source of its creation? The holiness of altars is set where once sin was believed to be. And here does every light of heaven come to be rekindled and increased in joy. For here is what was lost, restored to them, And all their radiance made whole again.
3: Thank
0: you. Uh, Thank you, Yvonne. And Robin Bree. 27. The holy place on which you stand is but the space that sin has left. And here you see the face of Christ arising in its place. Who could behold the face of Christ and not recall his father as he really is? Who could fear love and stand upon the ground where sin has left a place for heaven's altar to rise and tower far above the world and reach beyond the universe to touch the heart of all creation? What is heaven but a song of gratitude and love and praised by everything created to the source of its creation. The holiest of altars is set where once sin was believed to be. And here does every light of heaven come to be rekindled and increased in joy. For here is what was lost, restored to them, and all their radiance made whole again. Twenty-eight. Forgiveness brings no little miracles to lay before the gate of heaven. Here the Son of God himself comes to receive each gift that brings him nearer to his home. Not one is lost, and none is cherished more than any other. Each reminds him of his father's love as surely as the rest, and each one teaches him that what he fears He loves the most. What but a miracle could change his mind so that he understands that love cannot be feared? What other miracle is there but this? And what else need there be to make the space between you disappear? Thank you, Robin Marie and Diana.
3: 28. Forgiveness brings no little miracle to lay before the gate of heaven. Here, the Son of God himself comes to receive each gift that brings him near to his home. Not one is lost, and none is cherished more than any other. Each reminds him of his father's love as surely as the rest, and each one teaches him that what he fears He loves the most. But what a miracle could change his mind so that he understands that love cannot be feared. What other miracle is there but this? And what else need there be to make the space between you disappear? 29. Where sin once was, received will rise a world which will become an altar to the truth, and you will join the lights of heaven there and sing their song of gratitude and praise. And as they come to you to be complete, so will you go with them. For no more for no one hears the song of heaven and remains without a voice that adds its power to the song and makes it sweet sweeter still and each one joins the singing at the altar which was raised within the tiny spot that sin proclaimed to be its own and what was tiny then has soared into a multitude magnitude of song in which the universe has joined with a single voice this tiny spot of sin that stands between you still is holding back the happy opening of heaven's gate how little is the hindrance which withholds the wealth of heaven from you and how great will be the joy in heaven when you join the mighty course to the love of God thank you Thank you, Diana.
0: And Donna, if you'd like to do 29 and roll right into the next section, title and 30, please.
4: 29. 29. Where sin once was perceived will rise a world which will become an altar to the truth, and you will join the lights of heaven there and sing their song of gratitude and praise. And as they come to you to be complete, so you will go with them. For no one hears the song of heaven and remains without a voice that adds its power to the song and makes it sweeter still. And each one one joins the singing at the altar which was raised within the tiny spot that sin proclaimed to be its own. And what was tiny then has soared into a magnitude of song in which the universe has joined with but a single voice. This teeny spot of sin that stands between you still is holding back the happy opening of heaven's gate. How little is the hindrance which withholds the wealth of heaven from you. And how great will be the joy in heaven when you join the mighty chorus to the love of God. Chapter twenty six the transition section six The Little Hindrance thirty A little hindrance can seem large enough a little hindrance can seem large indeed to those who do not understand that miracles are all the same. Yet teaching that is what this course is for. This is its only purpose, for only that is all there is to learn, and you can learn it many different ways. All learning is a help or hindrance to the gate of heaven. Nothing is between. Nothing in between is pos- possible. There are two teachers only who point in different directions, and you will. Go along the way your chosen teacher leads. There are but two directions you can take while time remains, and choice is meaningful. For never will another road be made except the way to heaven. You but choose whether to go toward heaven or a way to nowhere. There is nothing else to choose.
0: Thank you, Donna, and morning.
5: Chapter 26, The Transition, Section 6. The Little Hindrance. A little hindrance can seem large indeed to those who do not understand that all miracles are, that miracles are all the same. Oh, let me do that again. A little hindrance can seem large indeed to those who do not understand that miracles are all the same. Yet teaching this, teaching that, yet teaching that is what this course is for. <clears throat> this is its only purpose. For only that is all there is to learn. And you can learn it many different ways. All learning is a help or hindrance to the gate of heaven. Nothing in between is possible. There are two teachers only who point in different ways and you will go along the way your chosen teacher leads. There are but two directions you can take while time remains and choice is meaningful. For never will another road be made except the way to heaven. You but choose whether to go toward heaven or away to nowhere. There is nothing else choose nothing is ever lost but time which in the end is nothing it is but a little hindrance to eternity quite meaningless to the real teacher of the world yet since you do believe in its reality why should you waste it going nowhere when it can be used to reach a goal as high as learning can achieve? Think not the way to heaven's gate is difficult at all. Nothing you undertake with certain purpose and high resolve and happy confidence, holding each other's hand and keeping step to heaven's song is difficult to do. But it is hard indeed to wander off alone and miserable down a road which leads to nothing which has no purpose.
0: Thank you, LeMoyne. And Jessica. Thank you, Laurie. 31. Nothing is ever lost but time, which in the end is nothing. It is but a little hindrance to eternity, quite meaningless, to the real teacher of the world. Yet since you do believe in its reality, why should you waste it going nowhere when it can be used to reach a goal as high as learning can achieve? Think not the way to heaven's gate is difficult at all. Nothing you undertake with certain purpose and high resolve and happy confidence Holding each other's hand and keeping step to heaven's song is difficult to do. But it is hard indeed to wander off, alone and miserable, down a road which leads to nothing and which has no purpose. God gave his teacher to replace the one you made, not to conflict with it. And what he would replace has been replaced. Time lasted but an instant in your mind with no effect upon eternity. And so is all time past and everything exactly as it was before the way to nothingness was made. The tiny tick of time in which the first mistake was made and all of them within that one mistake held also the correction for that one and all of them that came within the first. And in that tiny instant, time was gone, for that was all it ever was. What God gave answer to is answered, and it is gone. Thank you, Jessica and Karen.
2: 32. God gave his teacher to replace the one you made, not to conflict with it. And what he would replace has been replaced. Time lasted but an instant in your mind with no effect upon eternity. And so is all time past and everything exactly as it was before the way to nothingness was made. I'm sorry, and so it, and so is all time past, and everything exactly as it was before, the way to nothingness was made. The tiny tick of time in which the first mistake was made, and all of them within that one mistake held also the correction for that one and all of them that came within the first. And in that tiny instant, time was gone. For that was all it ever was. What God gave answer to is answered and is gone. 33. To you who still believe you live in time and know not it is gone, the Holy Spirit still guides you through the infinitesimally small and senseless maze you still perceive in time, though it has long since gone. You think you live in what is past. Each thing you look upon, you saw but for an instant, long ago before its unreality gave way to truth. Not one illusion still remains unanswered in your mind. Uncertainty was brought to certainty so long ago that it is hard indeed to hold it to your heart as if it were before you still. Thank you, Karen.
0: And is there a new reader for 33 and 34? Yes, Ida. Thanks, Ida. Thanks. 33. To you who still believe you live in time and know not it is gone, the Holy Spirit still guides you through the infinitely small and senseless maze you still perceive in time, though it has long since gone. You think you live in what is past, each thing you look upon you saw but for an instant long ago before its unreality gave way to truth not one illusion still remains unanswered in your mind uncertainty was brought to certainty so long ago that it is hard indeed to hold it to your heart as if it were before you still 34 the tiny instant you would keep and make eternal passed away in heaven too soon for anything to notice it had come what disappeared too quickly to affect the simple knowledge of the Son of God can hardly still be there for you to choose to be your teacher only in the past an ancient past too short to make a world in answer to creation did this world appear to rise so very long ago for such a tiny interval of time, that not one note in heaven's song was missed. Thank you, Ida. Is there another new reader for 34 and 35? Okay, back to you, Fran. 34. The tiny instant you would keep make eternal passed away in heaven too soon for anything to notice it had come would disappear too quickly to affect the simple knowledge of the son of god can hardly still be there for you to choose to be your teacher only in the past an ancient past too short to make a world an answer to creation did this world appear to rise so very long ago for such a tiny interval of time that not one note in heaven's song was missed. 35. Yet in each unforgiving act or thought, in every judgment, and in all belief in sin, is that one instant still called back, as if it could be made again in time. You keep an ancient memory before your eyes, and he who lives in memories alone is unaware of where he is. Thank you, Fran.
1: And Vaughn. Okay, Lori, thank you. Thirty-five. Yet in each unforgiving act or thought, in every judgment, and in all belief in sin, is that one instance still called back, as if it could be made again in time. You keep an ancient memory before your eyes. And he who lives in memories alone is unaware of where he is. Forgiveness is the great release from time. It is the key to learning that the past is over. Madness speaks no more. There is no other teacher and no other way. For what has been undone no longer is. And who can stand upon an instant shore? and dream himself across an ocean to a place and time that have long since gone by how real a hindrance can this dream be to where he really is for this is fact and does not change whatever dream he has yet can he still imagine he is elsewhere and in another time in the extreme he can delude himself that this is true and pass from mere imagining into belief and into madness, quite convinced that where he would prefer to be, he is. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Yvonne. And Robin Marie. 36. Forgiveness is the great release from time. It is the key to learning that the past is over. Madness speaks no more. There is no other teacher and no other way. For what has been undone no longer is. And who can stand upon a distant shore and dream himself across an ocean to a place and time that have long since gone by? How real a hindrance can this dream be to where he really is, for this is fact and does not change whatever dreams he has, yet can he still imagine he is elsewhere and in another time. In the extreme, he can delude himself that this is true and pass from mere imagining into belief and into madness, quite convinced that where he would prefer to be, he is. 37. Is this hindrance to the place whereon he stands? Is any echo from the past that he may hear a fact in what is there to hear where he is now? And how much can his own delusions about time and place affect a change in where he really is? The unforgiven is a voice that calls out, from a past forevermore gone by. And everything which points to it as real is but a wish that what is gone could be made real again and seen as here and now in place of what really, what is really now and here. Is this a hindrance to the truth? The past is gone and cannot be returned to you. And do you want that fearful instant kept? when heaven seemed to disappear and God was feared and made a symbol of your hate? Thank you, Robin Marie. And Diana.
3: 37. Is this a hindrance to the place whereon he stands? Is any echo from the past that he made Hear a fact in what is there to hear where he is now? And how much can his own delusions about time and place affect a change in where he really is? The unforgiven is a voice that calls out from the past forevermore, gone by. And everything which points to it as real is but a wish that it, that what is gone could be made real again and seen as here and now in place of what is really now and here. Is this a hindrance to the truth? The past is gone and cannot be returned to you? And do you want that fearful instant kept? when heaven seems to disappear and God was feared and made a symbol of your hate. 38, forget the time of tear that has been so long ago connected and undone. Can sin withhold the will of God? Can it be up to you to see the past and put it in the present? You cannot go back And everything that points to the way in that direction of the path but sets you on a mission whose accomplishments can only be unreal. Such is the justice your ever-loving Father has ensured must come to you. And from your own unfairness to yourself has he protected you. You cannot lose your way because there is, No way but his, and nowhere can you go except to him.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Diana and Donna.
4: Thirty-eight. Forget the time of terror that has been so long ago corrected and undone. Can sin withstand the will of God? Can it be up to you to see the past and put it in the present? You cannot go back in everything that points the way way in in the direction of the past, but sets you on a mission whose accomplishment can only be unreal. Such is the justice your ever-loving father has ensured must come to you. And from your own unfairness to yourself, has he protected you? You cannot lose your way because there is no way but his. And nowhere can you go except to him. 39. Would God allow his son To lose his way along a road long since a memory of time gone by? This course will teach you only what is now. A dreadful instant in a distant past, now perfectly corrected, is of no concern nor value. Let the dead. Let the dead and gone be peacefully forgotten. Resurrection has come to take its place, and now you are a part of resurrection, not of death. No past illusions have the power to keep you in a place of death, a vault God's Son entered an instant, to be instantly restored unto his Father's perfect love. And now, can he be kept in chains, long since removed, and gone forever from his mind?
0: Thank you, Donna.
5: And LeMoyne. Would God allow his son to lose his way along a road Long since a memory of time gone by, this course will teach you only what is now. A dreadful instant in a distant past, now perfectly corrected, is of no concern nor value. Let the dead and gone be peacefully forgotten. Resurrection has come to take its place. And now you are a part of resurrection not of death, no past delusions have the power to keep you in a place of death, a vault God's Son entered an instant to be instantly restored unto His Father's perfect love. And how can He be kept in chains long since removed and gone forever from His mind? The son that God created is as free as God created him. He was reborn the instant that he chose to die instead of live. And will you not forgive him now because he made an error in the past that God remembers not and is not there? Now you are shifting back and forth between the past and present. Sometimes the past seems real, as if it were the present. Voices from the past are heard and then are doubted. You are like to one who still hallucinates, but lacks conviction in what he perceives. This is the borderland between the world, the bridge between the past and present. Here the shadow of the past remains, but still a present light is dimly recognized. Once it is seen, this light can never be forgotten. It must draw you from the past into the present where you really are.
0: Thank you, LeMoyne. And Jessica. Forty. The son that God created is as free as God created him. He was reborn the instant that he chose to die instead of live. And will you not forgive him now because he made an error in the past that God remembers not and is not there? Now you are shifting back and forth between the past and present. Sometimes the past seems real, as if it were the present. Voices from the past are heard and then are doubled, doubted. (laughs) You are like to one who still hallucinates, but lacks conviction in what he perceives. This is
3: the borderland
0: between the worlds, the bridge between the past and present. Here, the shadow of the past remains, but still a present light is dimly recognized. Once it is seen, this light can never be forgotten. It must draw you from the past into the present, where you really are. 41. The shadow voices do not change the laws of time or of eternity. They come from what is past and gone and hinder not the true existence of of the here and now. The real world is the second part of the hallucination time and death, whoops, the real world is the second part of the hallucination time and death are real and have existence which can be perceived. Oh,
2: I'll read that again. The real
0: world is the second part of the hallucination time and death. Okay, sorry. The real world is the second part of the hallucination time and death are real and have existence which can be perceived. This terrible illusion was denied
1: in but the time it took for God to give his answer to illusion for all time and every circumstance. And then it
0: was no more
1: to be experienced as there.
0: Thank you, Jessica. And
2: Karen. 41. The saddle voices do not change the laws of time or of eternity. They come from what is past and gone and hinder not the true existence Of the here and now. The real world is the second part of the hallucination time and death are real and have existence which can be perceived. This terrible illusion was denied in but the time it took for God to give his answer to illusion for all time and every circumstance and then it was no more to be experienced as there. 42. Each day and every minute in each day and every instant that each minute holds, you but relive the single instant when the time of terror was replaced by love. And so you die each day to live again until you cross the gap between past and present which is not a gap at all. Such is each life, a seeming interval from birth to death, and on to life again, a repetition of an instant, gone by long ago, which cannot be relived. And all of the time, and all of time, is but the mad belief that what is over is still here and now.
0: Thank you, Karen. And Ida. Yes. Let's
1: see. 42,
0: okay. right? 42 and 43. Yes. Each. Yes. Each day and every minute in each day and every instant that each minute holds, you but relive the single instant. When the time of terror was replaced by love. And so you die each day to live again until you cross the gap between past and present, which is not a gap at all. Such is each life, a seeming interval from birth to death and on to life again, a repetition of an instant gone by long ago, which cannot be relived. relived. And all of time is but the mad belief that what is over is still here and now 43 forgive the past and let it go or it is gone you stand no longer on the ground that lies between the worlds you have gone on and reached the world that lies at heaven's gate there is no hindrance to the will of God nor any need that you repeat again A journey that was over long ago look gently on each other and behold the world in which perception of your hate has been transformed into a world of love amen hello thank you Ida and is there a new reader uh, that would like to finish this morning with 53 or 43 I'm sorry Lori, I'll take it. Thanks, Judy. Give the past and let it go, for it is
1: gone.
0: You stand no longer on the ground that lies between the worlds. You have gone on and reached the world that lies at heaven's gate. There is no hindrance to the will of God, nor any need that you repeat. Again, a journey that was over long ago. Look gently on your brother and behold the world in which perception of your hate has been transformed into a world of love. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Judy. And thank you, everyone who read this morning. Um, since we've gone past the top of the hour, I think right here we'll look to Fran once again to lead our reflection on the lesson. Uh, If you will, Fran. Sure. Let me pull it up on my book. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook. And the theme that we're on, we're getting close to the end of it, is what is the Christ? And the lesson for today, wait a minute. I'm sorry, something screwed up here. Lesson 279, Creation's freedom promises my own. So I'll read some from What is the Christ? Christ is God's son as he created him. He is the self we share, uniting us with one another and with God as well. He is the thought which still abides within the mind that is his source. Christ is the link that keeps you one with God and guarantees that separation is no more than an illusion of despair. For hope forever will abide in him. Your mind is part of his and his of yours. He is the part in which God's answer lies, where all decisions are already made and dreams are over. The Holy Spirit reaches from the Christ in you to all your dreams and bids them come to him to be translated into truth. He will exchange them for the final dream which God appointed as the end of dreams. So therefore, let us seek to find Christ's face, and look on nothing else. As we behold His glory, will we know we have no need of learning or perception or of time or anything except the Holy Self, the Christ whom God created as His Son. So we'll go to the lesson Lesson 279, creation's freedom promises my own. The end of dreams is promised me because God's son is not abandoned by his love. Only in dreams is there a time when he appears to be in prison and awaits a future freedom, if it be at all. Yet in reality, his dreams are gone. With truth established in their place. And now is freedom his already. Should I wait and change which have been severed for release? When God is offering me freedom now? I will accept your promises today and give my faith to them. My father loves the son whom he created as his own. Would you withhold the gifts you gave to me? We'll take a moment and reflect on this. Lesson 279. Creation's freedom promises my own. I will accept your promises today and give my faith to them. My Father loves the Son whom He created as His own. Would you withhold the gifts you gave to me? Lesson 279 Creation's Freedom Promises My Own Amen. Amen. Oh, that was so perfect. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Fran. Oh, thank you guys. I yes, love when thank he says you. I will accept Oh, thank you. When he says, I will accept your promises today and give my faith to them that makes me accept the promises today. Oh wow. Isn't that great? Promises. Give my faith in them. Wow. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Fran. I could hear that in your voice. Thank
3: you. Hi, this is Diane. Well, this is Donna.
4: I have a quick question. I need somebody to tell me uh. The last sentence of this paragraph two of the lesson would you withhold the gifts you gave me? Who that you is, I'm going on mute because the is coming. You want me to I read it? I can that
0: answer again? that.
2: Oh, I can answer that.
0: This is Jessica because I was wondering the same thing this morning. But if you go to the beginning of the paragraph, uh, it starts out, "I will accept your promises today and give my faith to them." So I think it's God, because it's it's um the same you as the first sentence um, would you withhold so God would not withhold the gifts that God gave mm-hmm. to me." That's how I understand it. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jessica. Very good. They're all capitalized, aren't they? Mm-hmm. A lot of capitalizations in that paragraph. Would is capitalized, human Yes, I heard Hewn something. Is. I
1: still
4: have a question. <laughs> Would God yes. withhold his gifts? So, somebody clarify that for me.
3: you
0: no he wouldn't <laughs> he's just he's making him that, him. that he wouldn't that we have all the gifts that God holds out for us and I heard something recently on another forum of uh, course in miracles that said that God encompasses the Holy Spirit and the Christ and the Christ encompasses the Holy Spirit and of course the Holy Spirit encompasses us so I don't know, maybe helpful to look at it that way sometimes. It is for me. Thanks.
3: Thank you, Ida. Hi, this is Diane. There's a couple of things that stood out for me today many, many as reminders once again that miracles are all the same, and the choice of the teacher, uh, again, the choice again, the, the choice that we have to walk in this day, in this moment, depends on what we choose. Whether we're going to choose truth or error, love or suffering, it's always a choice. And if we, um, there's so, there are just so many things in here. But I, I'm just I'm feeling like we are peace, we are that love. And if we're feeling anything that isn't that, then we have to look at our our side of the street and ask ourselves, you know, what we're doing in this situation to create this feeling that we're having right now. Because if we're not standing in alignment with with God, because God doesn't see, um, you know, the the pettiness of, of life that goes on. He just sees the oneness that is, between us, and that's where I need to to sweep and forgive and stay in the light. Because dragging the path forward, regardless of what that is, isn't serving me, and and how I'm supposed to live, in 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 alignment with God. So I can notice it and and let it go, and say, okay, I'm gonna I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to help me stay in alignment with. Where I am in truth right now, right now, it is mine. It's, it is the time. Um, this lesson, again, just really for me. is just confirming choice every day. We are a perfect peace. We are. We are that. And when I'm not that, then it's my mind that's taking me on a different, um, you know, taking me away from the peace that is mine to have in Christ. Um, I just heard a lot of that going on in the lesson today, incomplete. Thank you.
0: Really nice. Thanks, Diana. I guess my favorite paragraph of this whole thing is paragraph 32. God gave his teacher to replace the one you made, not to co- conflict with it. And what he would replace has been replaced time lasted but an instant in your mind with no effect upon eternity and so is all time past and everything exactly as it was before the way to nothingness was made the tiny tick of time in which the first mistake was made and all of them within that one mistake held also the correction for that one and all of them that came within the first and in that tiny instant time was gone for that was all it ever was what God gave answer to is answered and is gone. Imagine, but we, but we think with the ego that there is this time that's gone on for gazillions of years or, you know, right? Like a long, 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 long to the infinite power of time that we think has gone on with the ego. Making up this thing called the past. And living within that framework every day, until or unless excuse me extraordinary things happen to us, a holy instant, a miracle, a near-death experience, really big, strong things that pull us out of time, at least temporarily, right? It's pretty crazy. but I really believe this is totally true, what I just read and and it it's just so crazy and i want to have more of those instants where i really don't just believe it with my brain but i totally realize it make it real in my eyes right that that um it was all it all happened you know in that one tiny tick of time and and was answered and is gone and we have the glorious present and we don't have anything else except the present. And now, as my first spiritual teacher liked to say, now is eternity. Thanks, I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you. Thank you,
1: Ida. Yeah, thank you so much, Ida. I uh, Paragraph 34, and follow up with that, 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 this was wonderful for me. There's a tiny instant you would keep and make eternal has passed away in heaven. Too soon for anything to notice is gone, you know, it has come. What disappeared too quickly to affect the simple knowledge of the Son of God can hardly still be there for you to choose to be your teacher. Only in the past, an ancient past, too short to make a world in answer to creation, did this world appear to rise. So very long ago, for such a tiny interval of time that not one note in heaven's song was missed. And I was reading this earlier, I was thinking about that, that space, and one note in heaven's song. I mean, uh, that, that really just kind of was a wonderful metaphor for me this morning when I read this. So thank you so much for letting me say that. I'm completely. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you, Yvonne.
4: Uh, this is Donna. <clears throat> Words that have stum—I've stumbled over through this course have now—I now understand what they mean. Uh, instant, whenever that word was used, uh, instant or holy instant. Simplicity. I thought, how can you say this course is simple? Simplicity. Oh, I get it. And uh, the difference between um, believing and having faith and knowing. And um, so it just opens up everything that I didn't quite understand. And he uses the many words to describe the dream. Hallucination, illusion, delusion, uh, imagining, then um, believing, and that it is a dream. And one more little thing I would, I'm going to stop, I'm going to ask a question and stop, uh, is... Is this last sentence in the lesson what they call rhetorical thank you I am complete
0: I think that's an excellent way to put it rhetorical in the sense that it's an invitation for me to ask my mind um, that very question you know he said I was a man who remembered the soul and its knowledge and he affected that remembering from the bottom up. And in so doing, he established forever the power of the mind and uh, the powerlessness of the world. And so asking my mind that question is a call to the truth in my mind and when i call to the truth in my mind i become aware of truth for me you know um let's uh, another way i can say that um another way i can say that is this every time well let's look at for a second let's look at paragraphs 40 and 41 he talks about the borderland that seems to call back the distant past And then he talks about the real world that is still perceptual and in contrast to the borderland and the real world that's still perceptual he wants me to know that there's a level of peace available to me where those vacillations in my awareness from this to that from opposite to opposite he wants me to know where how to come to that place where those vacillations are all smoothed out and for me answering that rhetorical question myself is what smooths out those vacillations and it works for me like this every time something occurs to me to be a little off a little discoloration of my piece a little call to remember a wrong done to me or by me a little call to judge a little call to blame a little call to condemn any of those little tiny things that creep into my awareness if i can be aware of those and say i don't know i'm answering that rhetorical question i'm releasing my thought and this is what thought does you see my erroneous thoughts that I'm not really thinking at all unless I'm thinking with God those erroneous thoughts that have a flavor that's off are the thoughts that seem to make a world that isn't real for me those are the thoughts that are responsible for seeming to dwell in a place that's the borderland to heaven Or the real world where I'm still interpreting what's going on around with me if I want to smooth out that sea of my mind and think the thoughts I think with God then when I notice I'm not thinking with God I declare to my mind I don't know and that instantly releases me from that erroneous thought that thought that was responsible for waves across the sea of my mind. And when the waves across the sea of my mind are calmed, it is for me to realize that the only time there is is now, and there is no unforgiveness upon the world. I've released my mind from all those ideas that run counter to the will of God. And so a question like the one that's in this lesson is my invitation to release an idea that I could ever be imprisoned. Release that idea. It's not possible. God could not have made a prison to keep his son in. That's impossible. He says, Lori, Lori, realize. This prison is of your making. You did that with your thoughts. It's not possible that God would do that to you. You're free. It's like that for me. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Lori. Oh, that's great. Wow. Great. Thanks, Lori. That was great. Thank you. Such an excellent question, Donna. Just so excellent. Thank you for it.
4: Good morning. Can you guys hear me?
0: Another new device yeah, hi, here. hi, Mindy. Hi. Yeah, you're coming uh-huh. out. Just coming in great. <laughs> great. Um, well, this is kind of heavy, but it really goes in line with the lesson. Um, when you said the statement that... Um, You know, God made it such that the mind is stronger than the world. Oh, I just got the um, full effect of feeling that the world is stronger than the mind. The body started to hurt. Um, I started to feel hopeless, Um, you know, and the thought that came to me was not true, not true. And... (laughs) Here's the thing that we don't really talk about much, guys, but please bear with me because it's in my faith. If God, if God's son be limited, God be limited also. Um, in the Course, it says there is no death. Yet I know there have been times when in order to really be present to my life and to to express myself, to connect with people, to go for it, so to speak, instead of just hiding I need to recognize that this body, at least the way things have been going now, this body isn't going to be here. I, I'm not going to be here in Mindy form in maybe 20 years. And my cousin, whom I love, is not going to be here in Steve form. And am I going to get out there and connect or go within my heart and connect? It's just there have been times in my life where I've said, I've got to get real here this body's real and it's going to die and I got to stop hiding. I got to start doing something. And of course that wasn't a good thought. That wasn't a good thought because making the body real and then trying to change it (laughs) to my will or ego, we all know where that, where that goes. But I had something wonderful happen yesterday. I actually had a breakthrough in the, 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 um, uncluttering and cleaning of my my um, my home, which any of you who have been on the call with me for the last five years know, this has been an issue that in the perception of being in the world and having a body and having a home has been something that stopped me from um, having the peace and health and, and order in my life and flow in my life that I want. And so I had a big breakthrough yesterday, but I created a breakdown with my back and woke up feeling sad and i'm taking a course that says whatever happened to us when we were younger whatever trauma that we survived we feel that it is something that we have to recreate because this is how we survive and i'm going wow i somehow my subconscious created a problem with my back that's stopping me from moving forward because um sadness is how i've learned how to live this is this is how the ego or body identity says okay you made it through and this is how we survive we got through this trauma and this is how we know we're alive and I don't quite understand it all but I'm getting that that's what's rearing its head today and so I'm looking at death straight in the face and looking at the body straight in the face and and as soon as I realize that I'm just that I truly am spirit and that the body actually has come from um, something greater than itself, something greater than two, you know a sperm and an egg. It, it's just, let me just say, you no, know, let me just say what I'm facing because I know you guys are gonna. We all have to look at it one day, and this is quite the the lesson that if I be limited, so is God, um, because obviously I and God are one. So if I be limited, God's God is. It, it's scary to me to think that God would be limited too. So. What it does is when I I feel that God is limited when I'm limited is it makes my belief in the body as being real more strong and my fear of the body and my fear of death. So right now, at times, it's useful to think, to remember that this body isn't going to be here and that this life isn't going to be here because it makes me take action within the dream. Like, okay, I want to start singing or, gosh, I really want to get this done and, oh, I really want to talk with this person and connect with this person. It's good to know that this appearance is only temporary because then the love that I want to express in it, the me, the, the individualized expression of God that's coming through, I am open to saying, yeah, let let this flow. Let's not stop this up. This opportunity as Mindy expression of God isn't going to be here for forever. But, you guys, I'm, I'm up in it right now. I'm up in that the body is more real than spirit because um, – you know, I, I, I'm i just feeling the, the hurt. And and I got that, okay, um, what's, what's stopping me from having a life of happiness and peace is this attachment to sadness and whatever else goes with it. And it's coming up to be healed because I had a breakthrough. I had a breakthrough. And so whatever it is that's been not ha- allowing me to have that breakthrough be continuous, and have that rising above the surface, like I call being in the body consciousness, being underwater. And, you know, we can see and we can swim and we're doing things, but, and we come up for air, but really, I want to be above that murkiness. I want to be in the real world. I want to be in the clear air. I want to see the blue sky. I want to swim towards the island. So this is really challenging for me. <sighs> So, my faith needs to be increased that the spirit and love and holy Spirit is going to heal what's coming up that's creating this this further identification with the body and the ego and death. This is scary stuff, but I guess you know you know my mom said that the the pain and feeling is the breaking of the shell that has enclosed me, and I broke through the shell yesterday I really did and uh I guess sometimes there's a equal and opposite reaction because whatever um, must be moved and changed and shifted and healed whatever false identity must be let go of it's coming up to be let go of
3: so yeah
0: and I just would like a little piece like you just said Lori in your talking that sometimes we vacillate and that's what I'm doing and I would like to really hear more about how to get to that place of peace when we're going back and forth, you know, and the breakthrough is imminent. Oh, and I don't know what the rhetorical question is. that would be great <laughs> right. uh, yeah, so i'm I'm in the process of breakthrough, and it's not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh!
3: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so,
0: um, I, I guess my mom said, "You know, the, the pain I'm feeling is actually the the healing of the shell that has enclosed me, and I don't have to suffer. Pain is inevitable in the duality that we're in. It just happens. You know, something happens that we feel a loss, we feel emotional pain. I burn my hand, I feel physical pain." Pain is inevitable in the reality that I'm in right now, of duality, but suffering is not. So I would like to be with my pain in a way that releases it. So um, that's what's going on with me today. And um, I appreciate any feedback um, or uh, further grounding in, I, I think you said you go back to I don't know. So that's probably a good place for me to be. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. I don't like it. Holy Spirit, help me to surrender to the peace underneath it all and please help it to lift and be transformed with a stronger, true identity coming through the old identity that's rearing its head right now and wanting to establish its identity before it. You know, I think it said somewhere in the the, the course that when the ego is close to being released, it feels it and is threatened and thrashes about. <laughs> I could be wow. just floating on the water, right? So I guess the ego is thrashing and um I'm here on the call. So that's really all the only place I need to be. I feel more I'm feel more at peace now. Thanks for letting me share, guys. I feel better. I'm complete. <laughs> Thank um. you, Mindy. Thank you.
6: Thank you, Mindy. I think you did. Um
0: yeah sort of a walkthrough of that whole where sin
6: has left section so thank you go ahead Steve yeah Mindy you sounds like a voice inside of me so I'm right there with you and I venture to guess everybody's there with you in that here we are with these bodies and I also heard in myself and in you sometimes this thing that's okay Holy Spirit I don't know and then I direct the Holy Spirit okay I don't know but I want you to get rid of this pain right now (laughs) I want you to get me out of this and that's (laughs) me again putting in my agenda now I recently read in the course of love there's a part called the time of tenderness and I have been feeling some sadness because my old dog is suffering and I see it, and it breaks my heart. And the shell is hard. The yoke is soft. And the time of tenderness, if I can have this sadness knowing that it's creating me to be more tender, um, so that I don't know why I thought about the eardrum, but it needs to be flexible and tender in order to transmit sound. If it calcifies, then it can't perform its function. And my heart needs to be tender. And when I have pain, physical or mental pain or emotional pain, it's it's a meat tenderizer. Uh, God is, is tenderizing me. Uh, it doesn't take away the pain, but it allows me to be uh, accepting of what is. Uh, oh, wow. And a big... A big thing for me yesterday, I I woke up really early in the morning and there, there was an episode of The Honeymooners and Ralph is jealous because this man is with Alice for no bad reasons but he gets really jealous and he blows up and then he apologizes and Alice says Ralph I love you not every woman wife who's been married for 14 years has a husband who's still jealous now we can discuss whether that's healthy or not but the point is is then then he takes Alice in her arms as they often do and and I was about 10 or 11 when I remember seeing this scene and he says honey you're the greatest and this is where the violins are playing and the Jackie Gleason orchestra is playing and right from the time I was about just beginning to be interested in girls, the idea of, of, <laughs> of uh, a body and romantic and special relationship. Oh, you're the greatest. Not God. God is not the greatest. Alice is the greatest, and I want that greatest. So I'm now beginning to learn to make God the greatest in me, my higher self to put, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And so those are two kind of unrelated stories, tenderness and putting God first. And also number three is I, I do notice, I heard in you my own voice saying, okay, God, I'm having this pain, help me get through it. Then I'm already dictating to God uh, so, I like the idea of I don't know and then leaving it at that because that's a wonderful place that opens my tender heart to guidance, and I'm complete.
0: Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. So Beautiful. Uh, that's just Thank really, you, tender and sweet. Oh. Yeah, very. Thank you, Steve. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bye Steve. You. Did I hear Judy in there? Hi. <laughs> Thanks, Lori. I'm, I'm just dying to dive in here, this whole thing about time. And I just, I know Ida really digs this stuff, too. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what, Judy, just before you, you go into that, can I just say thank you to Steve and acknowledge no. something he said?
1: No, you can't.
6: <laughs> okay. Um,
0: go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. It seems like whenever people really um, talk about their emotions and feelings and go to very deep, dark places, um, you often come in next and do conceptualize. My experience is is that I feel um, um, like you come in and wipe away everything that's been done and said. You don't acknowledge it. You go to a completely different subject. This has happened so many times when I've shared a very emotional thing where I'm in the middle of it so thank you I just wanted to say that I really wanted to say something about Steve because my experience is is you always change the subject and go into some heady concept and um I I know I'm I'm not being appropriate here but I have to address it because this happens almost every time you come on and yeah I'm sorry Lori but I just yes. wanted to... Honey, we're to engaging in crosstalk, and we we just don't yeah.
1: like that, okay?
0: I know. That's, that's I, I, I need to talk to Judy about it on my own time, and I will let her speak mm-hmm. because this is what we do here. We allow each other to speak, but I just... I mm-hmm. may get off the phone. Thank you very much for listening, everybody.
2: Hi, it's Karen. I just want to raise my hand after Judy, okay? Thanks.
0: Okay. All right. Well. Go ahead, Judy. Wow. <laughs> I, 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 me, me, me my, 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 mine, mine. Um, this isn't about me. This is about the concept of time in the text. This is about thought, all thought being fragments of consciousness, in part, in part which we've talked a lot about lately, partial in part is not what the oneness of God is, the oneness, undividedness of God is, and part and partial, all thought is part and partial and judgmental and an interpretation and evaluation according to what I perceive as, as valuable. And it's all personal opinions and the idea that I think anything that I think is from the past here comes the concepts of time past everything I ever learned before this very instant is old in order to learn something new I have to be quiet I have to be very quiet I have to still my mind Of everything I think I know and be so tranquil and quiet that I'm capable of listening listening means I'm paying attention attending to what is being said and then maybe I can hear something this is my hope this is my prayer I'm learning to listen and not to everything and any old thing that everybody's talking about all the time what they're talking about is all stuff that they already know. So when I can learn to listen to Him who speaks in the stillness and the silence of the peace and the holiness and the honoring and the appreciation of the highest altar, the devotion of the highest altar in my mind, my oneness, my oneness of mind with my source, then I hope to learn. What I need to learn and to and to let all learning go. That's where I'm at today, and I'm I'm um, you know, if if anybody wants my phone number to discuss something with me personally, um, Lori or Lemoyne, I guess you're free to give it,
1: or after call. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Judy. I so enjoy it of uh, the silence. Thank you,
2: Judy. And Thank you, Judy. And Karen? Okay. Um, well, I was thinking of where sin has left. Um, I had some comments about what we read, and I was hoping to share them. Where sin has left. Um, first, it's talking about forgiveness, that forgiveness is equal to heaven's justice that forgiveness translates the world of sin into the world of glory and that what is separate becomes joined and the world of separation becomes union and it says it's also released from time and then it goes on to say at the bottom of where sin is left it says the tiny spot of sin that stands between you still is holding back the happiness the happy opening of heaven's gate, how little is the hindrance which withholds the wealth of heaven." And so it's taking us right into the little hindrance, and the little hindrance is the little hindrance is the place in me that isn't forgiven. It makes me feel separate, and um, I haven't given it up to the Holy Spirit um when we read the section in the little hindrance it said that um we made an error in the past god doesn't remember it but we keep but i keep sifting back and forth between the past and present and sometimes past seems more real and the voices the present voices from the past are heard um you are like to one who still hallucinates but lacks conviction what he perceives this is the borderland between the world where the bridge is and the past um between the past and present and here the shadow of the past remains but still a light a present light is dimly recognized so um yesterday i had i have an ongoing appointment for acupuncture every thursday And the acupuncturist texted me and he changed the time. And he changed it, not just an hour and a half, but it means me being in traffic. It means me waiting, you know, like if I can get things done in the morning or before like lunchtime, I feel like I can do them. But sometimes after that, I feel like everything is more of a struggle. And I just had such an intense resistance to the change in the time. And I said, okay, but all day long it was just gnawing away at me, and I kept saying, it's just my mind. It's just my ego. My ego doesn't like this. My ego doesn't like this. This is nothing. It was like a voice from the past. It just kept kept hammering me. It was a hallucination of something that was telling me I don't like this. And I resist this situation because it has that resonance with the past. This morning in meditation, I was meditating, and I, I was like, I spent my whole childhood waiting for my mother. Like, she would never show up when she was supposed to. I would be out in the cold. I would be freezing. I would be waiting. There was something about this waiting that I was being asked to do something and it's like doing something that's a sacrifice or that you don't want to do because you're supposed to be good and accept that. Anyway, it was like this heavy blanket of falsehood that wanted to cover the present moment with the emotional memory of the past. It was a hallucination of an emotional memory that was superimposing itself on the present moment. And there I stood in the borderline, even dimly recognizing the light and knowing this is just my ego mind. But I was standing there looking at it and still not wanting to give up, not wanting to give up this past association of falsehood, even though it's already been healed. And that's the little hindrance the place where we still feel like holding on this unforgiven moment that is where sin has not yet left you know where we're not in that place where we just say okay god anything you want uh wherever i go whatever i'm supposed to say whatever i'm supposed to do that's the place where you're in um what the lesson would call today um creation right? Where sin has left is creation. My faith in the promise that sin has left because I am forgiven and nothing stands between me and God. The holy place where sin has left, where we join in Christ at the altar of truth, and we rise up into the world of love. It's like, that's what the lesson is saying today. You know, that's where freedom is to absolutely let go. But the little hindrance is that place where, um, where there isn't forgiveness yet. It kind of I don't know, it left me feeling like, um, like it's an emotional place that needs to be felt to be healed. Um, but I also know there's not a 100% willingness to just drop it, just drop it and go. Um, I don't know if that made any sense or if it was too rambling, but thank you for letting me share. I'm complete. Right on,
0: Karen. Oh, it was right a beautiful on. share. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Yeah. Really
2: great. Thank, thank
0: you. you, Karen.
4: Thank you. This Bye. is Donna. glad you met do, do I have a minute? Why, sure you do. Uh, okay, sure, Donna. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I was, when Mindy was speaking, giving her testimony of, of what she was going through, uh, I said, oh, I, I, I know what that is. And, and what I use to help me get through that, particularly, it's more real now to me because of the reading we did today, uh, is I remind myself it's only what seems to be. This is only what seems to be. And then I call the Holy Spirit and ask him to help me get through this because the every every teaching of God promises us we call on him and he will give us grace to at least sustain us. And so and the other thing that came to me during this lesson was soon, the word soon. Jesus has been coming to me probably more than a year. And he'll out of the blue, I'll be driving along all nice and calm and peaceful and have to say, soon, Donna, soon. And I say, what do you mean? And he never answers that. So what does soon mean? It means a reunion with, with Jesus. I first thought he was going to, you know, let me win the lottery or something. But I, now I understand it differently. And, and Revelations comes to me. You know, John, speaking in his own particular language, talks about the... Uh, Jesus returning, and it sounds very frightful and a bit, but we know there's no fear in God. So how I'm beginning to understand the idea someone was talking about, well, I'm going to die soon. Maybe it was Mindy. I don't know her. You know, in 20 years I won't be here. And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, what, did, what does that mean to me? But how I see Jesus' return is when a sufficient number of us who who are learning something here... Uh, are a sufficient number to help our, get our brothers over the bridge, then, then, then there will be no death. And and how I deal with the idea of the body is, the understanding of who we really are will abolish or dissolve what seems to be. So this is how I see the fearful revelations: is we will be standing somewhere one day, and Jesus will appear. And we will say, oh, my goodness. And, and our very presence in the bodies of individuals around us will just become Jesus or with Jesus. So that's the picture I hold in my mind when, when, when everything we know in this dream comes to taunt me. I am complete.
0: Oh, thank you, Donna. That was sweet. Thank you, Donna. That was yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is Jessica. Do I have a minute to share before? You bet, Oh, Laurie, you have go a Go for it.
2: I want to hear you.
0: Oh, yeah, I did earlier. I'm good. Oh,
2: I'm sorry. I guess I'm.
0: that was when I was in the shower. Sometimes I get in the shower and I don't turn the volume up enough to be able to really hear you guys. I just, uh, I just wanted to weigh in because I have to go to a meeting and I can't stay for the after call, but this section was so... Perfectly times for me, which of course is how it is always um, and the lesson too that um you know I've been struggling with the whole thing about time, and you know I actually was thinking about it in the night, and i I maybe you know Jesus <laughs> the Holy Spirit was preparing me, thinking about you know well, this path, this is already passed, How is this already passed. Um, how How is it this, you know, I was just struggling with the whole concept of revisiting something that's over. And I just wanted to say that um, reading this section with all of you was exactly what I needed and I feel really released and really opened up and really fulfilled or satisfied. Um, you know, I can't exactly, it's not like I could explain it to somebody who, I mean, it, it sounds ridiculous when when I think about telling somebody who doesn't study the course about the, this, this particular teaching is one of the ones that's a little bit, um, you know, it sounds like a crazy cult idea, really, um, but it's not. <laughs> and I feel like um, it's just so wonderful to be able to um, accept it And know it to be true and to share it with others who know it to be true because of the fact that it is so I know it's radical I mean it's radical in terms of this illusory world and so I just wanted to let you guys know how much I appreciate you for being there with me and helping me understand these ideas thank you I'm complete oh thank you Jessica I loved hearing that this morning Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. Well,
3: thanks, Jessica.
0: It's been a wonderful wonderful call. Chris, good
4: morning.
3: Morning, Laurie.
4: Thanks, Jessica. Hi. Um,
0: boy. Time flies, huh? And wasn't that just the purpose of the little hindrance, the belief that um the belief in time um two things I think um, are are um, in my headlights this morning. one is uh, where sin has left uh, is my invitation to have a look at how do I view forgiveness if I think it is my obligation uh, my duty uh, my job if you will um, I'm going to be missing the great delight that is mine when I give welcome to forgiveness forgiveness is the only way that I can teach my mind I'm not an ego I look and wait and judge not and then let holy spirit show me it's not something i do except insofar as i give it welcome that's one thing the second thing i wanted to highlight about the little hindrance is the belief and it is simply this a belief that time is real that because i have memories of childhood or what have you um that time Bears some relationship to reality as my father would have me know it to father we never left heaven you see and so my belief in time is something I do with my thoughts by casting them into the past and calling up the ghosts or the shadows of those representations. I, I'm free to do that with my mind all day long. It, it won't, um, it will keep me from the awareness that the atonement is what God gave me to save me from my injustice on myself. And when I accept the atonement, He says it like this in the in the manual for teachers under of all the crazy places is reincarnation true he says it so unequivocally it is simply a fact he says atonement might be looked at as a total escape from the past and a total lack of interest in the future and when i don't view myself a prisoner of my past or cast fear into my future with my thoughts what's left for me is this moment now and that's heaven heaven is here there is no other place he said heaven is now there is no other time and so these two ideas together let me give welcome to forgiveness which will open heaven's gate and let me keep my awareness in this moment of now and I cannot fail I cannot fail because nothing begun with the Holy Spirit is left unfinished heaven is guaranteed in fact it is now we never left forgiveness and welcoming forgiveness is the key that opens that seeming door which is nothing more than a doorway I put in my mind. And so to close the call this morning, uh, right here in this very same chapter, chapter 26, he says in paragraph 66, speaking of the now, abide in peace where God would have you be, and be the means whereby your brother finds the peace in which your wishes are fulfilled. Let us unite in bringing blessing to the world of sin and death, for what can save each one of us can save us all. There is no difference among the sons of God. The unity that specialness denies will save them all, for what is one can have no specialness, and everything belongs to each of them no wishes lie between a brother and his own to get from one is to deprive them all and yet to bless but one gives blessing to them all as one let me bless in time and discover I'm not in time at all amen and I sure thank you all for for reading this morning and sharing um, how these words touch your life and your heart Amen. Thank you, Lori, and everybody. Um.